This is the Grow Down Podcast. Conversations while following Jesus on the old road that leads to new life. I'm your host, Tim Herset. This year on the Grow Down Podcast, we will continue with a quartet of trilogies. There will be four separate conversations while following Jesus that are going to explore different words, concepts, ideas, and images that we all encounter on the old road that leads to new life. Our hope and prayer is that while you have accepted Jesus as your Lord, you would continue to follow Him, that you would let your roots grow down into Him, and let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. The music won't last On this episode of the Grow Down Podcast, John Langness and I continue our conversation about grace. Previously, we've discussed and tried to define what grace is. Our working definition is an acronym, God's Riches at Christ's Expense. We've wandered through the woods of what it looks like to actually live by grace, and During this last piece of our conversation about grace, we discuss how it is that we actually receive grace and continually receive God's grace through his word, through baptism, through the Lord's Supper. We don't go into great depth, but I encourage you to explore those different topics on your own. Talk to a pastor in town. Uh, Visit a friend who has a slightly different tradition than you. Learn the ways that help keep us in his good grace, if you will. Taking some kind of credit for ourselves helps um, helps us rationalize in our mind the paradoxes of God. There's some big fancy terminology, basically simply saying that, um, the way God operates doesn't always submit to our, our reason. Uh, we recognize that I'm, we're completely saved by grace. We're saved by grace through faith, and, and that's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. And then we can kind of tie this. I don't want to take us down this rabbit track, but just kind of exp- helping us to see maybe some of that underlying why we want to point, be able to point to ourselves um, is to say, well, I'm, I'm saved because... I have received God's grace. That's something that I did that you didn't. And so that's why I'm saved and you're not. And it, it answers that question. Um, Rather than, and we take some responsibility for ourselves because we don't want to say that God has condemned this person to hell and he doesn't love that person. That would be an unbiblical thing to say, but we also have to say that we are saved because God has chosen us and because God alone has chosen us and it's the work of God. 
And so to kind of wrestle with that, that paradox, why are we saved? Because God has saved us. Why are some lost? Because they have rejected God. Um, they're two different questions, but we often treat it as one. Mm. And giving ourselves some kind of credit kind of um, resolves that chord of dissonance. To use some musical terms there. Mm. Yeah, it's a. I, I appreciate that you bring that up, and I think we'll we're going to get into that a little bit more when we talk about mercy. I think. Um, so. Again, just to keep a, a perspective on like the context of these conversations, it's a trilogy of, it's a quartet of trilogies, if you will, right? So four conversations about three things that go together, okay? So the first one that we're on is grace, mercy, and truth. And grace and mercy go really well hand in hand, but also grace and truth. And like, you can't have, like, like what you're just sharing about, like, you got to have truth in order for grace to make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And God's mercy in, which is what we're going to be talking about next is like, like if grace is, you can never deserve it. Mercy is like God holding back what we actually deserve. Um, mm-hmm. And it, so it's kind of two sides of the same coin. Um, but often, yeah, like we, I like how you said that is, you know, it's actually two different questions, but we, we turn it into one, you know, it's like, we, we try to think like God and it just screws stuff up because we try to like, <laughs> we try to like decide where people are at from our understanding when we are not God, we don't see their hearts. We don't, you know, like, so mm-hmm. it, it gets, yeah. So thanks for sharing about that. And I'm excited about where the rest of these conversations are going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, man. And it's my encouragement for those people listening is to, spend some time like just really considering what the grace of God is, um, how, how God's grace actually impacts our life. You shared from second Corinthians. I have a passage from first Corinthians that I wanted to talk a little bit about, but, um, it's basically Paul is, he's saying like, he doesn't deserve to be called an apostle, an apostle because of his history, right? He actually was, he -hmm. was super against the church of God. Um, and in first Corinthians 15, 10, 11, this is what he, he wrote. He said, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. He acknowledges then he says, no, I worked harder than all of them. And he says, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me, whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach. And this is what you believed. So Paul's like acknowledging like, man, he's got a pretty messed up history. He was, as far as sin goes, he was really bad. If you want to put it in human terms. (laughs) And then he goes on to say like, but it's by God's grace that I am what I am. And when I paid attention to his grace, it actually had an effect on me. Mm -hmm. And then he goes on like, well, after that, I actually worked really hard. But again, it's not about me. It's about the grace of God that was with me. And so he, he continually is like pointing back to grace, God's grace. It's the grace that saved him. And it's the grace that allowed him to live. And, and that would be my hope for, for John, for you, for me, while we're having this conversation after this, 
that we would think about how God's grace, it was, it's actually what saves us, but it also fuels our life. Um, and for, for us to all take some time to consider and really look at God's grace and to be real and honest with him about where we're at. And, you know, it's like we're having this conversation just before Christmas, which is a time when most people are able to receive gifts and we're able to give gifts as well. And I think the giving and the receiving of gifts at Christmas, it, it really can help us in a, in a small way. It can help us understand the grace of God. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not great at giving gifts, but I was telling my wife the other day, like, I feel like I actually did well this year. And I think it's cause I actually spent some time considering like the perspective of who's going to receive the gift and what it might do for them. And like for us to actually think about what it's like to receive grace from God and to receive it, you've got to have perspective of your sin and what Jesus did on the cross and how he rose from the grave. And just this amazing, this, the, the riches of God at Christ's expense, like, and how amazing that actually is. So, yeah. Um, so John, this will be two minute warning. Any last thoughts, any last words about grace? Uh, I guess one thing, when we talk about grace, we recognize it's, it's a reality. It's, it's an idea. It's a concept. But another question that, and this could probably be in a whole other podcast session in and of itself is how does God's grace come to us? Um, because it, it's true that Christ died for the sins of, of everyone, the world. He's the lamb of God who took, takes away the sin of the world. And, and so he's done that but yet not everybody is saved. So how do we receive God's, God's grace? Um, as a Lutheran, I've got my answers. I don't know yeah. if you want me to give those, give those or not, but for everyone. Well, and, and we've talked about it on this already of, I think primarily would be God's word. Absolutely. Is the, what's the Lutheran way of saying it? The means of grace, right? Yeah. Uh, then yeah. there are, yeah, there's other ways as well. Well, go ahead and share some of those other ones. Yeah, so ways. we'd say the, the primary means of grace is the Word of God, because without the Word of God, it, it, it's nothing. And we look at baptism and, and what God does for us in baptism. Um, that's God delivers His grace through the promises in His Word, through His Word with that, and then also communion, when we receive the, the body and blood of Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. These are gifts that that God has given to us to strengthen our assurance that our sins are forgiven. Um, But we do get to receive in a tangible way, God's grace with that. Uh, One, one closing thought that I had from second Timothy, this is a few years ago at our pastor's conference, Uh, pastor Rolf, he's kin to you. Uh, He uh, was presenting on uh, second Timothy two verse one which says this, and this is Paul writing to Timothy. It says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And that verb that's being used there, be strong, it's a, something that we are continually supposed to be doing. And it's, it's an imperative. It's a command that we continue to grow in this. But it's, it's a passive verb, meaning that we are continually to be receiving this. It's not something we go after. It's not something we earn, something that comes to us by God. 
and to continually be strengthened by the grace that comes to us in Jesus Christ. Again, like you said, God's riches at Christ's expense. Take some time, pause, stop, meditate on that, and just reflect on this amazing grace that God has given to us and every and what that means for our everyday lives. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. You bet. Thank you, John. Um, man, <laughs> I love it. I just get like, oh, I just, it's one of those like, man, I just want to think about this all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. You mentioned, so, you mentioned something about uh, giving gifts and how that's, tied to grace I, I desperately wanted to take our kids to a hockey game last weekend uh-huh. partially for me but also because it uh it'd be a fun thing we went right before the world shut down for coronavirus in february of 2020 and the kids liked it we had a good time but i was saying guys i need to be able to trust you so if, if i can trust you then i'll take you to this hockey game well the week did not go as planned and that little uh-huh. motivational carrot just spoiled on the stick. So we didn't get to go to that hockey game. But thinking of uh, still as a parent, how can I still give my kids grace so that they can receive it and to know that this is whatever grace that I give them pales in comparison to the grace that Christ has, has won for them and delivers to them freely. Well, that's all for the first portion of the Quartet of Trilogies. To summarize the conversation that John Langness and I had about grace, I'm going to once again quote the author, the philosopher, Dallas Willard. Grace is not opposed to effort. It is opposed to earning. Earning is an attitude. Effort is an action. Grace, you know, does not just have to do with forgiveness of sins alone. So, as sinners saved by the grace of God, I encourage you to continue to live by the grace of God. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Grow Down Podcast. Conversations while following Jesus on the old road that leads to new life. You better slow down, don't dance so fast. The time is short now. The music won't, the music won't. You better slow.